I kind of break it down into there's obviously a bunch of different things that go into being a good artist, a good photographer, um, specifically. I, I think it kind of boils down to like two elements. There's the like, there's the execution. So it's the, the, the tactical ability, the, the um, skills to be able to actually fulfill a vision. Yeah. And then the vision itself. Yeah. And so it's it's those two things that put together that create a good artist, a good craftsman, a good photographer. That's true. And so being able to do something and then having the vision or the, the, the creativity, the boldness to go out and create something that is new, unique, um, and that sets you apart. And so those two things, like execution that's freaking good, and then vision, like put together is, that's a master. Yeah. I guess the way I think of it, like in musician terms, like I can... A lot of people could have an idea, but yeah. there's the skill set to actually make the idea happen. Absolutely. You know, so like, I guess photography, there's like the practical skills of knowing the exposure and what lens you're yeah. using and all the buttons on the freaking thing. Yeah. But then the post editing is like the refining to make the picture in your head like an actual thing. Yeah. And even the, I mean, a lot, I think I can't remember who this is attributed to, but there's a photographer who uh, is credited with saying like, if you want to be a better photographer, go get in front of more interesting things. Yeah. Like, because half of the battle is going and finding things that are worth taking photos of. That's very real. And so, yes, there is that technical ability, but the vision, right? It comes back to, can you find the thing that's worth taking photos of or can you make it real? That's been part by Cirque Coffee. How long ago were you were you filming? Like, you've been just filming now. this whole time? Just now. Oh, you just, just started? Yeah. You do you. I'm here. <laughs> What's going on, visionaries? Welcome to the newest episode of season two. I'm here with Tulsa legend, one of my favorite artists locally, Henry Nine. I've been me up again, man. Bro, I'm being serious, I bro. Appreciate I, it. I would not have brought you on if I didn't want to I talk to you. I appreciate it. I appreciate it, man. Uh, visionaries, please go like, subscribe. Run. We actually have YouTube. I don't push it that much, but Nate Dog is slaving away, just like going freaking hard, making clips and reels and shorts and all that. So just go support. Our work and stuff that we're putting out, but smash that like button. Yeah, subscribe if you I, want. I don't to. give them that that spiel. The spiel every time because like every single person that's a creator gives that speech. But yeah, I mean, it you helps. gotta do it. It helps. It helps the algorithm. That's right. Yeah. So, um, visionaries, before we started filming on the camera, Henry and I were just kind of vamping a little bit about how would you quantify what we were talking about. I, I think you kind of put the question of like what makes a good photographer yes and i of course that's that's a tough question it's, it's a very good question but it's a tough question because it's, as in everything there's a lot of variables there's a lot of stuff that kind of goes into being a photographer and then, good at your own. yeah and then yeah. being good at it and excelling and then being a master and so yeah. um i i think that's I'm, all good it's my, my <laughs> phone all right. it's okay it's got case perfect yes um so, yeah, we kind of broke down into, like, I, I kind of think that there's two elements to both being, like, good good at your craft or good at art or good photography. It's kind of across the board, but specifically in photography, uh, boils down to two things to, I think, execution. Mm -hmm. um, so the ability, the, the having the tactical skills to be able to actually go and take a good photo yeah. and be able to work the camera and work Lightroom and be able to come out with something that is good. That is part of it. 
The other part is vision, right? It's the yeah. it's the <laughs> picture the before the picture's actual. Exactly. Thing, yeah. yeah. Do you can you come up with a concept that is you're able to go and execute upon and yeah. do you have the the boldness to come up with something that is that is unique that's not like the people who are around you and that is in my opinion the hardest part yeah that's you true. can anybody can be good at using a camera mm-hmm. you can look up all the tutorials on youtube you can do yeah. everything but it's really hard to bottle vision right yeah. and it's I, not I, something that you're going to hear people talking about on podcasts because that you can't sell it right yeah. you, there's no course for that yeah. It's just like it's this kind of intangible thing that you yeah. kind of either have or don't, or you take years and years and develop you it, develop yeah. it exactly. Yeah. yeah. So it it just kind of depends. And so the marriage of those two things, the the vision and the execution, are are really the two things that you have to master to become a yeah. master of photography. And um, as you were saying that, I think in my head, like the vision is what separates people because like. Yeah. There can be art, several artists in the same field, absolutely. But their vision for what, how they execute it, how you're saying, is what kind of puts their fingerprint on it, absolutely. Um, yeah. And so uh, I think I was trying to, because Henry and I exist in different like artistic fields, yeah. right? Like you're like the photography, content creation, yeah. vision kind of, and I'm like more yeah. of like a music bro, yeah. And I think I was relating it in the way that like. Like, say a musician has an idea for a song, yeah. but somebody needs to have the skill set to be able to make it an actual thing. Absolutely. So I guess we're relating it to, like, I guess with you, it's like anyone can learn, like, if I use this lens or this aperture or this exposure, yada, yada. Sure. Figure it out. But the the significant, like, ideal touch that's only you is right. what makes it unique to you, right? Yeah. And what's cool about that um, yeah. kind of comparison is that, when you're like a musician, you have a master musician, you have John Mayer that picks up a ukulele or some tiny little yeah. thing, he's going to sound incredible on it yeah, yeah, yeah. because it's John Mayer. He's developed the technical ability and uh, the the vision and the, the, um, the, the I guess, just the experience to be yeah, able to, that to do that. And But it goes the same way for like a photographer. Yeah. Like you hand a master photographer an iPhone and they're going to come up with something that's, killer and so like there is kind of that x factor there of being once you've you've i guess mastered the the actual like camera itself it's it's uh a shorter leap yeah for you to come up with something that's good good Um, because it's that it's the vision it's the the idea of like understanding composition and um the art side of photography that's right um that uh, also makes you like this kind of X factor, like yeah. um, it makes you a master. So we're nerding out. We're, we're nerding, nerding out. out. Okay, let's get to let's do it. Our regularly scheduled program, <laughs> Henry Nine yes, uh, Visionaries. You already know, Henry. You meet a stranger, they ask you what you do. Yeah, I explained the short version. Yeah. So the short version of what I do, I'm a freelance photographer, kind of focusing in commercial and portrait photography, yeah. um, and I'm also I would say kind of a creative director yeah. and content creator. Um, and I guess anything with the lens, essentially. And pretty much anything with the lens. But I there's a little bit of like, I guess, strategy behind that too. Kind of yeah. like um, how we can create something that is good for you, good for your business. For sure. Um, that's that's kind of the, the boiled down version. Yeah. So uh, I want to take the, the story back a little bit. So at least... How I find out about Henry is just Tulsa's so small mm. 
in like if you exist in the creative circle it's not going to take too long to like know about other people yeah so I've, I've seen you do a lot of cool like portraiture uh maybe just like creative shoots for yeah. people's like personal brand but yeah i, I, I want to know how you even like got into photography got into doing this because now you're doing this freelance full-time yeah yeah so, yeah so i guess it started a long time ago high school era picked up a camera for the first time when i was like 13 14 yeah. um like a like a film no no <laughs> i didn't I actually didn't start film until way later yeah. um like pretty much i think like 2019 oh, so like more recent yeah, yeah more much recent, more yeah. recent I, w i was digital the whole way so kind of the iphone yeah. and then i had like a little dslr camera that i took and um i, I actually took it on a, on a mission trip mm -hmm. and on the mission trip i served um, the lord this yeah, that's right <laughs> <laughs> uh it was like um i would say eighth grade i think um it's like 14 15 years old And I basically forced myself to shoot on manual the whole time. The yep. idea of just like, I, I knew that like I could shoot on auto and auto exposure it would auto and, like and it would just like fix all the settings for me or whatever. But I wanted to get good at it. I wanted to understand the camera. And I knew that um, people who were masters at photography, they, they knew everything about exposure. And so I was like, I'm just going to force myself to learn this, locked it into manual the whole week doing mission trips mission trip stuff but i'm also like taking photos and of whatever happens yeah. and the, the <laughs> photos that came out were just tragic they were yeah. so bad and at the end of the day like you probably got that, some cool vibey ones i got a couple yeah, yeah. <laughs> and i think there was maybe like maybe five or ten at the end that i was like okay these are these are good like yeah. i i took photos of what was in front of me pretty well i, yeah. I managed my settings but like just hundreds and hundreds of yeah. just like nothing photos and that's great and you were like you, oh sorry you, you did say you were like 12 13 you yeah like, i was a little older than I was, yeah. it was like 14 15 yeah. um and yeah that was kind of the the first move into like i think i'm going to be a photographer yeah. um, and i want to, to learn more about this you know how you get kind of fixated on stuff as a young yeah. kid and this is the one that stuck and so um yeah that's crazy it was, bro because that was before like like because when we were teenagers yeah like the era of like content creator influencer this thing was not a It's not a thing. No, not yet. It's not a thing. So, not like, really. your, that skill set was, like, getting you ready for Yeah, future. and I had no idea, right? Yeah, no it idea. was just, I just wanted to go take nice photos. And yeah. um, I think as, like, high school progressed, I, I got into art and I got into some of the other elements where I, I um, was kind of learning how to not just learn how to use my camera, but also learn how to do kind of the, 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 actual composition part and like sure. um the rule of thirds and <laughs> the golden ratio and yeah. learning all of these things that that we learn um that uh, it's it's learning the rules so you can learn how to break sure. them um but yeah it, it was a um i think probably by the time i was 17 or 18 i was like locked in for sure so uh so you start you start picking up a camera yep. you get through high school yep like did you i, I know you mentioned that you had initially wanted to go to ministry And then yeah, somewhere yeah. along the lines, things kind of like shifted. Yeah. Um, talk us, talk, talk me through that. Yeah, for sure. So it's, it's one of those things of like, as a younger kid, super passionate. And like, I always kind of envisioned myself like serving the Lord as a pastor and being um, a leader in some way mm -hmm. um, in, in the church. And I think as I got older, you just start to recognize that number one, like I, I, 
I think that there are other ways for me to serve the church and serve the Lord other than just becoming a pastor. Um, and of course becoming a pastor is an incredible thing. And, um, but it's, it's something that requires kind of a specific calling. Um, and it's harder um, than it looks. (laughs) I would say that is an understatement. Yeah, Yeah. it's much harder than it looks, but I think that like, as we, um, as we, as, as I got, So as I progressed through high school and into college, I just kind of started to see like there's a bunch of other avenues for me to serve um, the church and serve people. And I was so passionate about photography. Um, I I just kind of saw like I think there's an opportunity for me to um, to create art and do that for the church and do that for people. Actually, that kind of this is not a planned question. You it just triggered something in my head. Yeah. Um, So um, I. I did a podcast earlier this season with my friend Andrew, mm. and we were talking about, uh, I guess, musicians that get paid to do church work. Yeah, uh, I want your opinion and your insight on because I I know the music world, but I don't know, like when it comes to creativity in those worlds, like photography, uh, consecration with church, is that like a paid thing? Is that like a what's what's the mm. etiquette there? What's normal or what yeah. what do you think it should be? Yeah, that's actually a really good question. Um, I think, unfortunately, it's predominantly, like, volunteer-led. Yeah. And and that's 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 what I thought. That's a, a, yeah. your your standard average sized church, not massive church. Mm-hmm. Um, typically, of course, as you get to larger churches, they have bigger budgets and they're able to to support yeah. photography. Yeah. Photography is a luxury, yeah. um, and so it's it's not the highest of priorities. And I don't. To be fair, I don't know that it should be a high priority for some churches. Yeah. I think that there's other ways to to yeah. be using money. Like the music thing, I I think I can understand because it's like it's half the service. Yeah, exactly. Like, it but, makes sense. Yeah. But capturing those moments and then turning around to market marketing, like it it should not be a priority for some churches. I mm-hmm. think that it's it's helpful and it's wonderful. And like I think that certain churches absolutely need it. Um, and it's an incredible way to capture moments and be able to tell the story of what's happening. Yeah. But I don't think that every single church needs to be investing in photography. And so if you have a volunteer, if you have a high schooler who's got a camera and can take photos, let them volunteer. That's better than nothing. You know? Better than nothing. And to be fair, like, I spent the first year and a half or two working in Church on the Move as a volunteer. Mm-hmm. Like, it was truly something that I loved, and it was truly something that I thought I could serve in. And it's a great experience. Yeah. Because every single week I had to go into a really, really tough lighting situation and come up with something good. Yeah. And so, like, it's all reps. And That's so, I, I was I was making money on the side doing portraits and um, senior photos and family photos and whatever would um, come my way. But I was willing to give my time to that. And sure. so, I think that it was worth it for me. For some people that can't afford to do that, and that's, that's totally true. fine. Um, and so, like, I think that I, I want photographers to be valued, but I also won't, I don't think that. In, in the context of church, it's like yeah. the highest of priorities for some churches. So I, it just kind of depends. I want to say I saw it pivot a little bit after COVID. Because after that, that's mm-hmm. when a lot of churches needed to turn online. 
yeah and needed to focus on like their online reach yeah. and especially video and that's yeah. that's the other thing is like video coverage and all that is is so huge and i would say is is closer to necessary mm-hmm. than photography photography obviously is kind of it's yeah. a niche i mean thing. i've seen some some streams where it's literally like someone's mom's iphone hey. propped up on a tripod on facebook live yeah you do what you can <laughs> exactly <laughs> however you can get yeah. it out uh so i'll probably close this tangent with this thought of uh what what you think um i think i've seen like weird balances of this i've seen like maybe big churches Mm. give a creative an opportunity but don't get paid for it because they're selling it under the like well you get to do this at this big thing but then there's this other like mid-tier church that will contract them for your it's like an even exchange like it's a cool opportunity and you're maybe getting paid less than you would at a normal job but you're still getting compensated because you're giving some of your time and work right. so yeah i want so your this brain is the, the yes the old exposure yes. conversation like is exposure a, a a way a form of compensation yeah for an artist um and that is such a difficult conversation because i think that most of the time exposure doesn't pay the bills that's true in in fact all of the time it doesn't pay the bills however selective exposure is i think uh, an incredible opportunity for young creatives so Mm -hmm. there is a space for it um it's unfortunately can be mistreated Mm -hmm. right you have you have not just churches this is businesses this is everyone will mistreat the the idea of oh we're giving a platform and we we have this thing that we can provide and so there might be people who that is the right thing it's great experience and it's a great opportunity for them to get their name out there but it's also like it can be used in a malicious way where it's like well i just don't want to pay anybody yeah. And so we're just going to offer this as exposure and we're just going to try to get the best bang for our buck. And so it's it's kind of a, a tug and pull of like, mm-hmm. am I getting taken advantage of? Yeah. And like, is is this something that I need? And is this actually benefiting me from an exposure standpoint? Am I actually getting the benefit of the, the platform or whatever? If they're not tagging you in the photos, you're not getting any exposure. I mean, like, That's it's true. just one of those like things. Like, you can share it and say, like, I did this, but... exactly you're not growing any reach there because you're just sharing it to the people that already follow you exactly so it's 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 a tough conversation and it's but it's something that is so necessary for up-and-coming photographers to understand because you can either get taken advantage of or you can get plugged in at a place who's like oh we actually love your photography we're gonna hire you on that's true and so like you don't want to miss those opportunities either so it's it's such a tough thing to enter into as a young creator that's very true um i think one thing that i've kind of run into is that I heard this quote that was like, um, like your value will depend on whose hands you're in. So like, for example, like if someone gave me a basketball, mm. that basketball is worth $5, bro. Like whatever you, you paid for that Walmart, that's what it's worth. Mm. Put that exact same basketball in LeBron James' hand, that's like immediately a hundred, a thousand times worth more in value. So in regards to like creatives or it takes like the right business or entity mm. to see what you bring to like to bring your value up i guess kind of what you said with the elective exposure yeah 
I don't know what you think there. Yeah, but, I, I I agree. I think that I mean in every in every job and everything, it's a partnership, right? Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, it's it's your skills and working for someone else, yeah. um, with someone else, and so um, I I think that it's maybe not so much that like all of your value is made up of that, but a lot of the the potential it rides on who they are and how they handle any sort of dealings with you and how they handle good, bro. like um I, I guess how they treat you all, all the way up to like do they amplify your voice are they getting you connections is this something that is symbiotic and, and beneficial for both parties or are they just using you for for what you can do and so like and that's a that's a good thing for everything right like <laughs> that's real man how how are we treating each other in our relationships and our friendships like are are we treating it like a transaction where i pay you x dollars you give me x photos or are we actually working with each other and for each other and um i mean just being candid like i've had coffee with a lot of people in the past couple weeks just um kind of getting into freelance photography and like all of those conversations have been incredible because the people behind them have been like just like they they want to see you best for me they want to see you win exactly they want to see me win and so um also just like i mean networking is bro, I would, word of I, mouth bro. bro it's huge i was literally about to bring this point up yeah. so at least for me and in my life that one of the greatest like currencies of life i feel is relationship it is and i don't mani- i don't manipulate friendships for opportunities no. but some of the greatest and best opportunities i've had has come from relationships right and and, and yeah. again we come back to this element of like something that is inherently good that can be used for malicious intent mm-hmm. all the time i mean and this is a, a illustration of just the world in general um but like the relationships are that is that's how everybody gets pretty much anything in 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 the it's all about who you know it all comes back to and we've seen the dirty side of that of course yeah there's a malicious side of of everything but that is such a valuable tool for a creative is just getting to know people and or getting the right spaces to know the right people and like i I mean there's a there's a saying of like like doing good work and being um yeah doing good work and being good to work with like those are the major tenets of like creative work and half the half the battle is just doing good work and being good to work with and you'll get invited back every time for sure bro that's like uh like even me with the worship stuff like there's be some sets i'm like i have no business being here but just because my friend my friend wants to run it together they'll they'll think of me um bro what advice would you have for uh i know uh, i've had this question but like as a freelancer yeah how do you create like your pricing slash that's hard right it's so hard because like i don't know like for for me there would be so many factors like do i want to do this yes uh do i care like who's asking me like like if i don't want to do it i'd charge more i don't know how that works for you yeah i mean it 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 ranges a lot and again it um i think as i'm getting more like uh, more into freelance and lo- kind of longer um, time in, in this business, um, I'm realizing like you you kind of set prices. You you have to you have to start somewhere, mm-hmm. um, and the, the way I've done that is just like shopping around for what people are doing. Yeah, what yeah. people are already doing. Friends of mine who do similar work, seeing what they charge, um, and even just like 
I mean, you can reach out to people and just be like, hey, what's your day right? And, I mean, I'm sure they're going to tell you. And if, they, if they're if they being weird and protective about it. Just get a friend to lie to them <laughs> and pretend to be the, hey, a client. Hey, I didn't say it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, like, I think you have to start somewhere. So you, yeah. you create that baseline. And then my tendency is to, I, I price per project. Mm-hmm. I'm not just going to hand you my, my uh, rate sheet and say, here, figure it out. Yeah. Like, I'm going to have you walk through like what, what do you the vision need? is. What's the vision? Exactly. Mm-hmm. And, like, how long do you imagine you'll need me and what's the deliverable and like kind of kind of nail through some of those details before I'm like okay I think this is fair and then if they have questions on why I got to that I can kind of point back to my rates and then say well I uh, this sounds like a great project so I give you a little bit of a deal or hey those are my rates apologize that's just what it is, it is what it is exactly if and you want me save up exactly <laughs> yeah exactly and so I I think that that the, the problem is, is it's ever-changing. It depends on what market you're in. It depends on what niche you're in. It depends on who you're working for. There's a thousand different variables in there. Um, but figuring out, okay, who are other people in this niche or in this kind of subset of photography or art or whatever it might be, figure out, okay, what are they charging for this kind of work? Use that as your baseline and then use your best judgment. Bro, this has basically been uh, putting you on a free game of freelancing with uh, Henry Knight. <laughs> Yeah, um, yeah, bro. So we, we can we can kind of bring the the conversation back to photography. So cool. one thing I admire a lot about your work is that I I feel like I could like if someone would have just sold me a set of pictures, I could point out yours. You know, uh, it's a huge compliment. Like, like color palette and vibe. Mm. But uh, I I guess I want your words on how you because I I know I like it. I don't know what style it is. I don't know what you're shooting. Like, how would you explain like your stuff and the kinds of stuff that you see around it? Yeah, absolutely. I think. Um, I mean, that again, huge compliment. Uh, the The goal is always to end up with a recognizable style, mm-hmm. right? In, in a world of images and photos, That's where you hear like presets and stuff like maybe, maybe. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I, I've got presets. Yeah. Um, and that's that's a big part of it is mm-hmm. the tone and the color. You you start to kind of develop over time this um kind of recognizable style because of like I, I've edited hundreds of thousands of photos and you just hundreds start to yes um, and you just start to develop like okay this is kind of what I like my blues to do and this is what I like my reds to do and then you'll create a bunch of different versions of edits for different for sure. contexts and like I mean subtle plug you can buy my presets on my website so um, link yeah, in the link description in of this video um, yeah. and so the um that's that's a big part of it, um, yeah. but it's also just I, I think that like over time you start to develop an eye for like I like this I don't like this and it's it's that taste um, yeah. and I think Rick Rubin actually yeah. in his book um, talk about creative book um, very very interesting book um, that he wrote but is all about creativity and he talks about how he just has this sense for like what's good yeah what he likes and doesn't like a very decisive taste how would you explain like the type of stuff that you like to shoot because there's like wedding photography there's like content creator stuff there's yeah how would you explain your stuff uh yeah i mean subject matter is is a different thing i started as a generalist i started as i will shoot anything that is in front of me like the goal is i want to be good at a lot of things and so i'm just going to shoot whatever comes my way senior photos family photos literally everything astrophotography landscape photography anything that comes my way um and as i've progressed i think i've kind of like I love portraits, and portraiture is really interesting to me. 
Um, so being able to to kind of tell the story of a person through a photo mm -hmm. um, is is fascinating to me. And people who do it well yeah. are really incredible. Yeah. Um, I love landscape and like kind of adventure travel photography. That's always yeah. fun. Just like going somewhere and being able to capture it well. Um, and then you talk you talk about it. That early, sorry, he he didn't say this on the air, but he said it earlier. Yeah. But the way to get more interesting pictures is just be in more interesting yeah. places. Yeah, yeah, that's a that's a big one. Is like if you you want to be a better photographer, go do something interesting yeah. and go go be in front of something that's interesting. That's different, and yeah. Yeah, it's gonna make you, the quality of your photos a lot better because it's it's something worth talking about. Sure. Um, not to say that your bedroom isn't worth talking about or your house isn't worth talking about. That's fine. But like going and taking photos of something that's happening is sure. is likely to to warrant something that's that's better. So, um, yeah, I think that. Um, Speaking of uh, going cool places, to, yeah, to take a photo, we're doing the uh -oh. this bro. This podcast has been super like we're just vamping about. We're just nerding out about. We stuff, love that though. Which, I like it. It's a good change of pace, but. Um, social media deep dive. Yes. Uh, store, uh, found a picture that's on your Instagram. I'm going to show it to you right now. Nate's okay. going to put it on the screen. People can see what we're talking about. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. You oh. are wild, bro. <laughs> Absolutely not. <laughs> so what, like, are you Spider-Man or what is happening? So, uh, yeah, it's a trip that I took several years ago with a group of friends. We went to New York during fall break, um, New York City. Yeah. And we <laughs> just kind of, like, it, wanted to go and experience the city for the first time. Um, I had never been. My friends had. Um, and about three-quarters of the way through the trip, um, we um, had just seen— Just a bunch of college— Yeah, just this? totally just college kids yeah. just taking wow. on the town, just— <laughs> walking around shopping doing whatever yeah. um and also just taking photos i've never been to new york it's incredible yeah. um but we saw this opportunity to to go up in a helicopter and not yeah. just like a so helicopter it's a helicopter that has open door like i you thought can, you were just like on the edge of a skyscraper no. dangling your feet i was like there's no Imagine. way bro there's no, no way that's not me there are several photographers who like that's their whole thing and i i can't do it i my my fear of heights would would go off the, you were like strapped in though yeah totally strapped in just dangling my feet off um i feel like i would have been so nervous and dropped my phone <laughs> i know yeah they had Did these, you that on iphone uh no it was, it was my camera so they they had like these things that, that you could like mount your, your <laughs> camera to yourself and so it was strapped in too but it's still like nerve-wracking because it's yeah. like high winds and you're flying through the air that is above crazy new york it's, you're it's on the ridiculous. helicopter trying to capture content. oh yeah yeah, I would just be trying to land safely, <laughs> <laughs> bro. So uh, right now you're, I mean, I think a lot of people think about being a freelancer. Yeah, it's uh, it seems um, lucrative. Maybe that's a good word for you. Can be, but maybe maybe talk to us about some of the realities of it. Because for me, it would be hard to, I mean, maybe once you're more established, it's easier. But finding a consistent clientele, it's like kind of basing your income based off like whatever comes yeah. you know yeah so i know it's scary it takes a certain kind of person to pull it off yeah. but you've been doing it so yeah man yeah so i mean it's always the fear right with freelance work it's it has a tendency of becoming is of being inconsistent and so yeah. we um i think kind of the, the focus going forward um and kind of what i've developed over time is like try to cover the majority of my bills and everything with retainer work. So basically just ongoing work, something that's month to month that's consistent. Yeah. Even if it's something that you don't 
maybe fully want to do. Maybe yeah, absolutely. Like yeah, it doesn't have to be something that's perfectly fulfilling or perfectly like the the best photography situation. I, I'd love for that to be it, yeah. but um, at the end of the day, like you're just trying to put that's food true. on and the that, table. That's true. Um, yeah. And you know, cover health insurance and some some yeah. of those other adult things that you have to think about. Um, and so the goal is, you know, we're replacing like the majority of my necessary um, necessity income, like all of that sure. stuff with retainers, and then everything else, all the one offs, all of that, just that's fun tucked money. into savings. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> well, fun money or tucked fun into money. savings. Well, you're, <laughs> it's two you're, different you're, thoughts there. Bro, I forgot you're married, bro. Yeah, bro. Yeah. yeah talk, talk to us about that. Yeah. yeah so, so my wife um, is also a photographer, as it happens. That's so um, funny. She, yeah. She started about a year and a half ago or so. And um, uh, I, she just really enjoyed she it. She just more. started photog- like, like being a professional photographer like a year ago or like... Like, like, got a camera Getting and started it. to be a little more serious about it. And then, like, it started to take on. got a free clients. professional course. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And <laughs> yeah. so, um, yeah, we have a lot of fun. She's a very, very talented photographer. Um, and we're, we're both kind of like getting into the freelance world, but, um, yeah, the goal is that, um, we both kind of have a couple of like pretty large retainers, that's um, crazy, doing content bro. creation. Um, and yeah, then I think, I think the little power duo, typically we, we're not wedding people uh, yeah. doing wedding photography. However, um, I think we're, we're looking at, uh, doing five or six weddings next year. That's so a little, I mean, it uh, makes, the, I was literally going to ask that question because yeah. I was like, there's two of you. Yeah. And it, I feel like it would pay well. Husband and wife teams yeah. is is a is a great angle. Um, we've seen a couple of our friends do it as well as other people in the market, and it's just like it's it's a great setup yeah. um, because you guys are I mean built in, and it's it's also like to be honest, it's like safer, yeah. like it's more trustworthy. You've got two like people who are married who um, are they're gonna have a good time, and also are like like. That's a cool wedding day, bro. Like yeah, just taking exactly. photos together. Yeah. yeah. So we're uh, we're excited. We're gonna. I think we're gonna offer like five or six weddings next year. Yeah. Um. And is it is it not weird? Because technically, on paper, maybe your competitors in the field. Um. Kind. I mean. I mean. Yeah. N- yes and no. <laughs> I mean. So she has different interests and is is kind of intrigued by different type of photography work than Mm -hmm. i am um where she has like she loves doing like family photography and and portraits and seniors and and stuff like that that i i have been doing for a long time but it's not like my passion it's not what i love to do um and even like newborn photography and some of the other stuff that i'm i'm probably not gonna do like a lot i feel like i've seen you also do like some like concert church stuff yeah yeah, I like that stuff too. And so, know. yeah, I've I've done like taking photos of like um, and promo stuff for musicians, album covers, and all yeah. that stuff. Um, and then like I also I, I love commercial work, um, working for companies for certain things. It's um, sometimes can be a drag, but sometimes is is awesome. It's super yeah. fun. Um, shot BTS on film sets and like doing Dang. doing stuff like that. That's so awesome. um, that's that's definitely the, um, the kind angle. of the direction. The, yeah. yeah, and then doing like long-term like working with larger brands to do larger campaigns is, yeah. is the goal so, so. um yeah bro lead us to kind of what you're what you're on now um so been doing this for a while man uh been doing yeah. this for a while and uh, i feel like uh maybe as a creative i i, I can kind of relate with this for myself where like after you've been doing it for so long like it can it just kind of get to like second gear where it's just like it's a muscle memory yeah i can do this yeah um but uh what do you see yourself going uh at least with this or um, are you like 
cool with it just being stable? Like, where are you at with your creative journey and all this yeah, stuff right now? Yeah. yeah. I think, like, right now, the goal is I want to make sure that we're stable, right? Yeah. You just, I, I'm, I'm going to go and I'm going to do whatever I can to make sure I'm stable. And then, yeah. like, everything past that, I, I'm, there's a couple things I'm excited about. Just, like, yeah. going in and even doing some of my own um, work that's, like, where I'm coming up with a concept and I'm going out and finding the models and, and like actually yeah, putting together the sure. concepts. Like, like it's your idea. It's yeah, your baby. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And, and because you spend all of your time executing on other people's ideas. Right. I, I didn't think of that. That's like a photographer. Yeah. Typically. Yeah. Job. I mean like you're, yeah. you're, you're sometimes you're, you're, giving a little bit of direction, making recommendations, but at the end of the day, it's somebody else's vision, somebody else's, like, I didn't think of direction. That. And I so, that's so, yeah, good. commercial Dang. photography is, is just made up of an agency or a marketing person or somebody who's like, hey, we need this, and you get to go, great. <laughs> Sounds good. And so, like, and sometimes that's awesome, and sometimes that sucks. And so, like, being able uh, to be the creative director and go in and, and, like, actually create something that I'm interested in um that's that's a huge thing for photographers is like i, so I know mad, there's bro. a photographer who like he he pulled like his biggest contract ever because he just went out and he did work for himself like he created stuff that he wanted to create and some brand saw it and was like we want that and so they hired him on and so like it's one of those things of like go out and it's make something risk. for yourself exactly big Take, risk and like invest in yourself right mm -hmm. if you think you're an like an artist and you you want to like go and do something invest in yourself spend a little mm -hmm. money like go and like do a project a spec shoot for a, a brand or do whatever and just like try yeah and because otherwise you're just gonna like and there's nothing wrong with doing work for other people like you can build an incredible portfolio doing that and you can grow just the same yeah. but you want to stand out. It's a different level of vision and uniqueness when you're absolutely. Your and sometimes you're limited creativity, uh, uh, creatively. Mm -hmm. Sometimes you're limited creatively by these um, like agencies or companies or whatever. They don't. They might not want you to go as bold as you might want to. Yeah. And so you you have to approach it from the perspective of like, I, I'm going to do my best on these projects, but in all likelihood, like my work. The stuff that gives me life and the stuff that defines my style and my work is probably going to come from me and not from them. It's yeah. so rare for you to find a, a client that's willing to say, just go. Yeah. Just do what you're going to do. Just and that's full creative. Exactly. Freedom, yeah. yeah that's, that's so rare. rare. And so, like, uh, give that to yourself. Yeah. Bro, I, th I think I'm in a, a very similar and relatable place because um, I think. Uh, I can get just stuck in, uh, like, especially people that are, like, contracted or get paid to do it. Mm. They they get stuck, and the only time they're doing that thing is when they're getting paid for it. Right. Instead of having done it. Like, I, like before I was getting paid to sing at church or doing anything like that, I was just singing in my room because I liked it. Because yeah. I was free or for yeah. the sake of the art, of you course. know? Yeah. Um, I think I can I can fall into that, like, all the, like, quickly to where, like, the, I can think back like, oh man, the only time I really sang and played guitar this week was on stage to right. do the job, to right. do the thing. But exactly. Yeah. And that's a, that's a, a, another kind of thing in creativity of like some people will do things as a hobby and they love it and then they get paid for it and all of a sudden... It's a job. Yeah. You mm -hmm. could burn out on it, right? Because you you have to go and do the thing again and take the photos again and do the things that make you money now. And yeah. it's so hard to then turn around and, and split that out as like this is the but this is the same hobby that I love. Yeah. 
right? And it, and it now it feels like work when I'm trying. Now to it feels do like it work, yeah. right? And and then some people go so far as like they can't do it as a hobby anymore because it just reminds them of work, and that's so sad. But that's the way that a lot of this works. You get burnt out on it, mm-hmm. um, and so I think <laughs> I'm I haven't hit that point yet. Yeah. Thankfully, like I'm, I'm, I still really enjoy taking photos, and yeah. and I've been shooting for a long Just time for, for yeah. And so there, there's sometimes long stretches of time where I don't get to do anything in my own work. Yeah. I don't get to do anything that I get to creative direct. I just like I'm just jumping from, like, work to work, and yeah. and that's okay. That's fine. But then, like, taking time to either. For me, it's like going on a trip and like taking photos of a landscape, yeah. and that's when you start to kind of fall in love with it all over again yeah bro the the extent of my photography is i just like catching the vibes on my instagram story (laughs) and i'm done i'm retiring that's okay um bro uh before we close just any advice that you would have for um people that want to do what you're doing slash if you could tell yourself something when you were first starting and then just plug all your stuff your presets your socials yada yada Oh, that's such a hard question. I think, (laughs) I mean, at the end of the day, you, you can, you can be good at something and you can execute on something and you can have the technical ability, but if you don't give yourself the freedom to go and come up with something original and creative, um, or like kind of don't spend time on the concept and come up with something that's unique or think of a, a crazy angle or do something that nobody else has done or, or at least something that less people are doing, like it's it's going to just start to look like the crowd and yeah. so like do do the work to to get good at good like at being a photographer or being good at whatever you want to be but then also think about the concept think about like coming up with something that's um stay creative stay creative exactly stay bold and do something um risky take risks which is uh, i think is yeah, a, such a hard thing to do get a helicopter i get a helicopter <laughs> yeah for the content absolutely bro, you're for the vibes bro i i really had fun I, I i might have to have you back bro. i don't think we really got to talk about your life or stuff like that but I, okay. I, there was a lot of creative gems um drop come back for season three come back for season three okay this is intro to henry nine part two season three see um, you then bro talk to us uh give us your socials give us your plugs yeah presets how can people support you yeah all that jazz absolutely so i am h dot Nind N I N D E on Instagram, and then um, you can Follow find me Henry Nind and all of the other things. And um, yeah, buy the presets. Um, gonna drop some new ones here you in a, a week do, or two. Do you have a link, like for people to book you if they're interested in working with you? Yeah, if you go through my website, okay. link in bio. Just hit I'm that on Instagram. A, on a website that yeah. sounds so gangster. H Nind dot photo is the website. Yeah, yeah. Go work with this man, bro. Appreciate you. Thank yeah, you for it's your a pleasure. Wisdom. Thank, Thank you. you so much for having me. It's an honor. Yeah, visionaries. We'll catch you next week. We got a couple episodes left for season two. Then we're taking a little, little bit of a nap for uh, for the summer, so all of us can be doing our stuff. And then we'll come back. Uh, I think August, right, Nate? Nate, just say yes <laughs> for season three. Love y'all. See you later. Hope to the things that were hopeless Master to the pieces of broken